0: SECTION 4 OF THE LADY OF THE LAKE This is a Librivox recording. All Librivox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit Librivox.org. Recording by Cynthia Moyer THE LADY OF THE LAKE by Sir Walter Scott Canto Fourth, THE PROPHECY one the rose is fairest when 'tis budding new and hope is brightest when it dawns from fears the rose is sweetest washed with morning dew and love is loveliest when embalmed in tears o wilding rose whom fancy thus endears i bid your blossoms in my bonnet wave Emblem of hope and love through future years. Thus spoke young Norman, heir of Armandave, what time the sun arose on Venachar's broad wave. Two. Such fond conceit, half said, half sung, love prompted to the bridegroom's tongue, all while he stripped the wild rose spray. His axe and bow beside him lay. For on a pass, twixt lake and wood, A wakeful sentinel he stood. Hark! on the rock a footstep rung, And instant to his arms he sprung. Stand, or thou diest! What, Malise? Soon art thou returned from braes of Dune. By thy keen step and glance I know Thou bringst us tidings of the foe. For while the fiery cross tried on, on distant scout had Molly's gone, where sleeps the chief? The henchman said, "Apart in yonder misty glade, to his lone couch I'll be your guide." Then called a slumberer by his side and stirred him with his slackened bow, "Up, up, Glentarkin, rouse thee! Ho, we seek the chieftain." on the track keep eagle watch till i come back three together up the pass they sped what of the foemen norman said varying reports from near and far this certain that a band of war has for two days been ready bound at prompt command to march from doon king james the while with princely powers holds revelry in sterling towers soon will this dark and gathering cloud speak on our glens in thunder loud inured to bide such bitter bout the warrior's plaid may bear it out but norman how wilt thou provide a shelter for thy bonny bride what know ye not that roderick's care to the lone isle hath caused repair each maid and matron of the clan and every child and aged man unfit for arms and given his charge nor skiff nor shallop boat nor barge upon these lakes shall float at large but all beside the islet moor that such dear pledge may rest secure Tis well advised, the chieftain's plan bespeaks the father of his clan, but wherefore sleeps Sir Roderick due apart from all his followers true. It is because last evening-tide Brian an augury hath tried, of that dread kind which must not be, unless in dread extremity, the tagherm called by which afar our sires foresaw the events of war don cragon's milk-white bull they slew malise ah well the gallant brute i knew the choicest of the prey we had when swept our merryman galangad his hide was snow his horns were dark his red eye glowed like fiery spark so fierce so tameless and so fleet sore did he cumber our retreat and kept our stoutest cairns in awe even at the pass of bealmaha but steep and flinty was the road and sharp the hurrying pikeman's goad and when we came to denon's row a child might scathless stroke his brow five norman that bull was slain His reeking hide they stretched the cataract beside, whose waters their wild tumult toss adown the black and craggy boss of that huge cliff whose ample verge tradition calls the hero's targe. Couched on a shelf beneath its brink, close where the thundering torrents sink, rocking beneath their headlong sway and drizzled by the ceaseless spray, midst groan of rock and roar of stream the wizard waits prophetic dream nor distant rests the chief but hush see gliding slow through mist and bush the hermit gains yon rock and stands to gaze upon our slumbering bands seems he not Malise, like a ghost that hovers o'er a slaughtered host or raven on the blasted oak that Watching, while the deer is broke, His morsel claims with sullen croak. Malise, Peace, peace, to other than to me, Thy words were evil augury. But still I hold Sir Roderick's blade, Clan Alpen's omen, and her aid. Not aught that gleaned from heaven or hell, Yon fiend begotten monk can tell. The chieftain joins him, see and now together they descend the brow. Six. And as they came with Alpin's lord, the hermit-monk held solemn word. Roderick, it is a fearful strife for man endowed with mortal life, whose shroud of sentient clay can still feel feverish pang and fainting chill, whose eye can stare in stony trance Whose hair can rouse like warrior's lance. Tis hard for such to view, unfurled, The curtain of the future world. Yet witness every quaking limb, My sunken pulse, mine eyeballs dim, My soul with harrowing anguish torn, This for my chieftain have I borne. The shapes that sought my fearful couch, A human tongue may ne'er avouch, no mortal man save he who bred between the living and the dead is gifted beyond nature's law had e'er survived to say he saw at length the fateful answer came in characters of living flame not spoke in word nor blazed in scroll but borne and branded on my soul which spills the foremost foeman's life that party conquers in the strife seven thanks brian for thy zeal and care good is thine augury and fair clan ne'er in battle stood but first our broadsword's tasted blood a surer victim still i know self offered to the auspicious blow a spy has sought my land this morn no eve shall witness his return my followers guard each passes mouth to east to westward and to south red murdoch bribed to be his guide has charge to lead his steps aside till in deep path or dingle brown he light on those shall bring him down but see who comes his news to show malise what tidings of the foe Eight. At dune, o'er many a spear and glaive, Two barons proud their banners wave, I saw the moray's silver star, And marked the sable pale of Mar. By Alpin's soul, high tidings those. I love to hear of worthy foes, when move they on. To-morrow's noon we'll see them here for battle bound. Then shall it see a meeting stern, but for the place, say, couldst thou learn naught of the friendly clans of Erne? Strengthened by them, we well might bide the battle on Benledi's side. Thou couldst not? Well, Clanalpin's men shall man the Trossach's shaggy glen. Within Loch Catrin's gorge we'll fight, all in our maids' and matrons' sight, each for his hearth and household fire, father for child, and son for sire. Lover for maid-beloved, But why is it the breeze Affects mine eye? Or dost thou come ill-omened tear, A messenger of doubt or fear? No, sooner may the Saxon lance Unfix Benledi from his stance, Than doubt or terror can pierce through The unyielding heart of Roderick Dew. Tis stubborn as his trusty targ, Each to his post, all know their charge. The pibroch sounds, the bands advance, the broadswords gleam, the banners dance, obedient to the chieftain's glance. I turn me from the martial roar, and seek Kwar once more. 9. Where is the Douglas? He is gone and ellen sits on the gray stone fast by the cave and makes her moan while vainly allan's words of cheer are poured on her unheeding ear he will return dear lady trust with joy return he will he must well was it time to seek afar some refuge from impending war when e'en clan-alpen's rugged swarm are cowed by the approaching storm i saw their boats with many a light floating the live-long yesternight shifting like flashes darted forth by the red streamers of the north i marked at morn how close they ride thick moored by the lone islet's side like wild ducks couching in the fen when stoops the hawk upon the glen since this rude race dare not abide the peril on the mainland side, shall not thy noble father's care some safe retreat for thee prepare? 10. Ellen. No, Allen, no, pretext so kind my wakeful terrors could not blind, when in such tender tone yet grave Douglas a parting blessing gave the tear that glistened in his eye drowned not his purpose fixed and high my soul though feminine and weak can image his e'en as the lake itself disturbed by slightest stroke reflects the invulnerable rock he hears report of battle rife he deems himself the cause of strife i saw him redden when the theme turned alan on thine idle dream of malcolm graham in fetters bound which I thou setst about him wound think'st thou he bowed thine omen aught oh no twas apprehensive thought for the kind youth for roderick too let me be just that friend so true in danger both and in our cause minstrel the douglas dare not pause why else that solemn warning given if not on earth, we meet in heaven. Why else to Cambus Kenneth's fane, If Eve return him not again, Am I to hie and make me known? Alas, he goes to Scotland's throne, Buys his friend's safety with his own. He goes to do what I had done, Had Douglas' daughter been his son. 11. Nay, lovely Ellen, dearest nay if aught should his return delay he only named yon holy fane as fitting place to meet again be sure he's safe and for the graham heaven's blessing on his gallant name my visioned sight may yet prove true nor bode of ill to him or you when did my gifted dream beguile? Think of the stranger at the isle, And think upon the harpings slow That presaged this approaching woe. Sooth was my prophecy of fear, Believe it when it augurs cheer. Would we had left this dismal spot, Ill luck still haunts a fairy spot. Of such a wondrous tale I know, dear lady, Change that look of woe. My harp was wont thy grief to cheer ellen well be it as thou wilt i hear but cannot stop the bursting tear the minstrel tried his simple art but distant far was ellen's heart twelve ballad alice brand merry it is in the good green wood when the mavis and merle are singing when the deer sweeps by, and the hounds are in cry, and the hunter's horn is ringing. O Alice Brand, my native land, is lost for love of you, and we must hold by wood and word as outlaws want to do. O Alice, t'was all for thy locks so bright, and t'was all for thine eyes so blue, that on the night of our luckless flight thy brother bold i slew now must i teach to hew the beech the hand that held the glaive for leaves to spread our lowly bed and stakes to fence our cave and for vest of pall thy fingers small that want on harp to stray a cloak must shear from the slaughtered deer to keep the cold away o richard if my brother died twas but a fatal chance for darkling was the battle tried and fortune sped the lance if paul and Vere no more i wear nor thou the crimson sheen as warm we'll say is the russet gray as gay the forest green and richard if our lot be hard and lost thy native land Still Alice has her own Richard, and he his Alice Brand. Thirteen. Ballad continued. Tis merry, tis merry in good green wood. So blithe Lady Alice is singing. On the beech's pride and oak's brown side, Lord Richard's axe is ringing. Up spoke the moody elfin king, who waned within the hill like wind in the porch of a ruined church his voice was ghostly shrill why sounds yon stroke on beech and oak our moonlight circle's screen or who comes here to chase the dear beloved of our elfin queen or who may dare on wold to wear the fairy's fatal green up organ up to yon mortal high for thou wert christened man for cross or sign thou wilt not fly, For muttered word or ban. Lay on him the curse of the withered heart, The curse of the sleepless eye. Till he wish and pray that his life would part, Nor yet find leave to die. Fourteen. Ballad continued. Tis merry, tis merry in good green wood though the birds have stilled their singing the evening blaze doth alice raise and richard is faggots bringing up Urgon starts that hideous dwarf before lord richard stands and as he crossed and blessed himself i fear not sign quoth the grisly elf that is made with bloody hands but out then spoke she alice brand that woman void of fear and if there's blood upon his hand tis but the blood of deer now loud thou liest thou bold of mood it cleaves unto his hand the stain of thine own kindly blood the blood of ethert brand then forward stepped she alice brand and made the holy sign and if there's blood on richard's hand a spotless hand is mine And I conjure thee, demon elf, by him whom demons fear, to show us whence thou art thyself, and what thine errand here. Fifteen. Ballad continued. Tis merry, tis merry in fairyland, when fairy birds are singing, when the court doth ride by their monarch's side, with bit and bridle ringing and gaily shines the fairy land, but all is glistening show like the idle gleam that december's beam can dart on ice and snow and fading like that varied gleam is our in constant shape who now like knight and lady seem and now like dwarf and ape it was between the night and day when the fairy king has power that I sunk down in a sinful fray, and, twixt life and death, was snatched away to the joyless elfin bower. But wist I of a woman bold, who thrice my brow durst sign, I might regain my mortal mould, as fair a form as thine. She crossed him once, she crossed him twice, that lady was so brave. The fowler grew his goblin hue, The darker grew the cave. She crossed him thrice, that lady bold, He rose beneath her hand, The fairest knight on Scottish mould, Her brother, Ethert Brand. Merry it is in good green wood When the Mavis and Merle are singing, But merrier were they in Dunfermline grey, when all the bells were ringing. Sixteen. Just as the minstrel sounds were stayed, a stranger climbed the steepy glade. His martial step, his stately mien, his hunting suit of Lincoln green, his eagle glance remembrance claims. Tis Snowdon's knight, tis James Fitz-James ellen beheld as in a dream then starting scarce suppressed a scream o stranger in such hour of fear what evil hap has brought thee here an evil hap how can it be that bids me look again on thee by promise bound my former guide met me betimes this morning-tide and marshalled over bank and bourne the happy path of my return the happy path what said he not of war of battle to be fought of guarded pass no by my faith nor saw i aught could augur scathe o haste thee Allen to the kern yonder his tartans i discern learn thou his purpose and conjure that he will guide the stranger sure what prompted thee unhappy man The meanest serf in Roderick's clan Had not been bribed by love or fear Unknown to him to guide thee here. Seventeen. Sweet Ellen, dear my life must be Since it is worthy care from thee. Yet life I hold but idle breath When love or honours weighed with death. Then let me profit by my chance, And speak my purpose bold at once. I come to bear thee from a wild Where ne'er before such blossoms smiled, By this soft hand to lead thee far From frantic scenes of feud and war. Near Beaucastle my horses wait, They bear us soon to Stirling gate. I'll place thee in a lovely bower, I'll guard thee like a tender flower. O hush, sir-knight, t'were female art to say I do not read thy heart. Too much before my selfish ear was idly soothed my praise to hear. That fatal bait hath lured thee back in deathful hour or dangerous track. And how, oh how can I atone the wreck my vanity brought on? One way remains, I'll tell him all yes struggling bosom forth it shall thou whose light folly bears the blame buy thine own pardon with thy shame but first my father is a man outlawed and exiled under ban the price of blood is on his head with me twere infamy to wed still wouldst thou speak then hear the truth fitz james there is a noble youth if yet he is exposed for me and mine to dread extremity thou hast the secret of my heart forgive be generous and depart eighteen FitzJames james knew every wily train a lady's fickle heart to gain but here he knew and felt them vain there shot no glance from ellen's eye To give her steadfast speech the lie. In maiden confidence she stood, though mantled in her cheek the blood, and told her love with such a sigh of deep and hopeless agony, as death had sealed her Malcolm's doom, and she sat sorrowing on his tomb. Hope vanished from Fitzjames's eye, but not with hope fled sympathy he proffered to attend her side as brother would a sister guide o little know'st thou roderick's heart safer for both we go apart o haste thee and from alan learn if thou mayst trust yon wily kern with hand upon his forehead laid the conflict of his mind to shade a parting step or two he made Then, as some thought had crossed his brain, he paused, and turned, and came again. 19. Here, lady, yet a parting word, it chanced in fight that my poor sword preserved the life of Scotland's lord. This ring the grateful monarch gave, and bade, when I had boon to crave, to bring it back, and boldly claim the recompense that I would name ellen i am no courtly lord but one who lives by lance and sword whose castle is his helm and shield his lordship the embattled field what from a prince can i demand who neither wreck of state nor land ellen thy hand the ring is thine each guard and usher knows the sign seek thou the king without delay this signet shall secure thy way and claim thy suit whate'er it be as ransom of his pledge to me he placed the golden circlet on paused kissed her hand and then was gone the aged minstrel stood aghast so hastily fitz james shot past he joined his guide and wending down the ridges of the mountain brown Across the stream they took their way that joins Loch Katrin to Achray. Twenty. All in the Trossach's glen was still. Noontide was sleeping on the hill. Sudden his guide whooped loud and high. Murdoch, was that a signal cry? He stammered forth, I shout to scare yon raven from his dainty fare. He looked. He knew the raven's prey, his own brave steed, Ah, gallant grey, for thee, for me perchance, T'were well we ne'er had seen the Trossach's dell. Murdoch move first, but silently, Whistle or whoop, and thou shalt die. Jealous and sullen on they fared, Each silent, each upon his guard. Twenty one now wound the path its dizzy ledge around a precipice's edge when lo a wasted female form blighted by wrath of sun and storm in tattered weeds and wild array stood on a cliff beside the way and glancing round her restless eye upon the wood the rock the sky seemed not to mark yet all to spy her brow was wreathed with gaudy broom with gesture wild she waved a plume of feathers which the eagles fling to crag and cliff from dusky wing such spoils her desperate step had sought where scarce was footing for the goat the tartan plaid she first descried and shrieked till all the rocks replied as loud she laughed when near they drew for then the lowland garb she knew and then her hands she wildly wrung, and then she wept, and then she sung. She sung, the voice in better time, perchance to harp or lute might chime, and now, though strained and roughened, still rung wildly sweet to dale and hill. Twenty two. Song They bid me sleep, they bid me pray. They say my brain is warped and wrung, I cannot sleep on highland bray, I cannot pray in highland tongue, But where I now where Allen glides, or heard my native Devon's tides, So sweetly would I rest, and pray That heaven would close my wintry day. Twas thus my hair they bade me braid, They made me to the church repair, it was my bridal morn they said and my true love would meet me there but woe betide the cruel guile that drowned in blood the morning smile and woe betide the fairy dream i only waked to sob and scream 23 who is this maid what means her lay she hovers o'er the hollow way and flutters wide her mantle gray as the lone heron spreads his wing by twilight o'er a haunted spring tis blanche of devon murdoch said a crazed and captive lowland maid ta'en on the morn she was a bride when roderick forayed devon side the gay bridegroom resistance made and felt our chief's unconquered blade i marvel she is now at large but oft she scapes from maudlin's charge hence brain-sick fool he raised his bow now if thou strik'st her but one blow i'll pitch thee from the cliff as far as ever peasant pitched a bar thanks champion thanks the maniac cried and pressed her to fitzjames's side see the gray pennons i prepare to seek my true love through the air I will not lend that savage groom to break his fall one downy plume. No, deep amid disjointed stones the wolves shall batten on his bones, and then shall his detested plaid by bush and briar in mid-air stayed wave forth a banner, fail and free, meet signal for their revelry. Twenty four. Hush thee, poor maiden, and be still oh thou look'st kindly and i will mine eye has dried and wasted been but still it loves the lincoln green and though mine ear is all unstrung still still it loves the lowland tongue for oh my sweet william was forester true he stole poor blanche's heart away his coat it was all of the greenwood hue and so blithely he trilled the lowland lay it was not that i meant to tell but thou art wise and guessest well then in a low and broken tone and hurried note the song went on still on the clansman fearfully she fixed her apprehensive eye then turned it on the night and then her look glanced wildly o'er the glen twenty five the toils are pitched and the stakes are set ever sing merrily merrily the bows they bend and the knives they whet hunters live so cheerily it was a stag a stag of ten bearing its branches sturdily he came stately down the glen ever sing heartily heartily it was there he met with a wounded doe she was bleeding deathfully she warned him of the toils below oh so faithfully faithfully he had an eye and he could heed ever sing warily warily he had a foot and he could speed hunter's watch so narrowly twenty six fitz james's mind was passion tossed When ellen's hints and fears were lost but murdoch's shout suspicion wrought and blanche's song conviction brought not like a stag that spies the snare but lion of the hunt aware he waved at once his blade on high disclose thy treachery or die forth at hell speed the clansman flew but in his race his bow he drew the shaft just grazed Fitz James's crest, And thrilled in Blanche's faded breast. Murdoch of Alpen, prove thy speed, For ne'er had Alpin's son such need. With heart of fire and foot of wind The fierce avenger is behind. Fate judges of the rapid strife, The forfeit death, the prize is life. Thy kindred ambush lies before, close couched upon the heathery moor them couldst thou reach it may not be thine ambushed kin thou ne'er shalt see the fiery saxon gains on thee resistless speeds the deadly thrust as lightning strikes the pine to dust with foot and hand fitz james must strain ere he can win his blade again bent o'er the fallen with falcon eye He grimly smiled to see him die, then slower wended back his way, where the poor maiden bleeding lay. 27. She sat beneath the birchen tree, her elbow resting on her knee. She had withdrawn the fatal shaft and gazed on it and feebly laughed. Her wreath of broom and feathers gray, daggled with blood, beside her lay the night to staunch the life-stream tried stranger it is in vain she cried this hour of death has given me more of reason's power than years before for as these ebbing veins decay my frenzied visions fade away a helpless injured wretch i die and something tells me in thine eye that thou wert mine avenger born seest thou this tress oh still i've worn this little tress of yellow hair through danger frenzy and despair it once was bright and clear as thine but blood and tears have dimmed its shine i will not tell thee when was shred nor from what guiltless victim's head my brain would turn but it shall wave like plumage on thy helmet brave till sun and wind shall bleach the stain and thou wilt bring it me again i waver still o god more bright let reason beam her parting light o by thy knighthood's honoured sign and for thy life preserved by mine when thou shalt see a darksome man who boasts him chief of Alpin's clan, with tartan's broad and shadowy plume, and hand of blood and brow of gloom. Be thy heart bold, thy weapon strong, and wreak poor Blanche of Devon's wrong. They watch for thee by pass and fell, avoid the path, O God, farewell. Twenty-eight a kindly heart had brave fitzjames fast poured his eyes at pity's claims and now with mingled grief and ire he saw the murdered maid expire god in my need be my relief as i wreak this on yonder chief a lock from blanche's tresses fair he blended with her bridegroom's hair the mingled braid in blood he dyed and placed it on his bonnet side by him whose word is truth i swear no other favor will i wear till this sad token i imbrue in the best blood of roderick dew but hark what means yon faint halloo the chase is up but they shall know the stag at bay's a dangerous foe barred from the known but guarded way through copse and cliffs Fitzjames must stray, And oft must change his desperate track By stream and precipice turned back. Heartless, fatigued, and faint, at length, From lack of food and loss of strength, He couched him in a thicket hoar And thought his toils and perils o'er. Of all my rash adventures past, This frantic feat must prove the last. Who e'er so mad but might have guessed That all this highland hornet's nest Would muster up in swarms so soon As e'er they heard of bands at doon? Like bloodhounds now they search me out Hark to the whistle and the shout If farther through the wilds I go I only fall upon the foe I'll couch me here till evening grey Then darkling try my dangerous way 29. The shades of Eve come slowly down. The woods are wrapped in deeper brown. The owl awakens from her dell. The fox is heard upon the fell. Enough remains of glimmering light to guide the wanderer's steps aright, yet not enough from far to show his figure to the watchful foe. With cautious step and ear awake, he climbs the crag and threads the brake, and not the summer solstice there tempered the midnight mountain air, but every breeze that swept the wold benumbed his drenched limbs with cold, in dread, in danger, and alone, famished and chilled through ways unknown, tangled and steep he journeyed on, till as a rock's huge point he turned a watch-fire CLOSE BEFORE HIM BURNED 30. BESIDE ITS EMBERS RED AND CLEAR BASKED IN HIS PLAID A MOUNTAINEER. AND UP HE SPRUNG WITH SWORD IN HAND, THY NAME AND PURPOSE, SAXON, STAND. A STRANGER, WHAT DOST THOU REQUIRE? REST AND A GUIDE, AND FOOD AND FIRE, MY LIFE'S BESET, MY PATH IS LOST the gale has chilled my limbs with frost art thou a friend to roderick no thou darest not call thyself a foe i dare to him and all the band he brings to aid his murderous hand bold words but though the beast of game the privilege of chase may claim though space and law the stag we lend ere hound we slip or bow we bend whoever wrecked where how or when the prowling fox was trapped or slain thus treacherous scouts yet sure they lie who say thou cam'st a secret spy they do by heaven come roderick do and of his clan the boldest two and let me but till morning rest i write the falsehood on their crest if by the blaze i mark aright thou bear'st the belt and spur of night Then by these tokens mayst thou know Each proud oppressor's mortal foe. Enough, enough, sit down and share A soldier's couch, a soldier's fare. 31. He gave him of his highland cheer The hardened flesh of mountain deer. Dry fuel on the fire he laid, And bade the Saxon share his plaid. He tended him like welcome guest, Then thus his further speech addressed. Stranger, I am to Roderick due, A clansman born, a kinsman true. Each word against his honor spoke Demands of me avenging stroke. Yet more, upon thy fate, tis said, A mighty augury is laid. It rests with me to wind my horn Thou art with numbers overborne it rests with me here brand to brand worn as thou art to bid thee stand but not for clan nor kindred's cause will i depart from honour's laws to assail a wearied man were shame and stranger is a holy name guidance and rest and food and fire in vain he never must require then rest thee here till dawn of day myself will guide thee on the way o'er stock and stone through watch and ward till past clan alpen's outmost guard as far as coil on ford from thence thy warrant is thy sword i take thy courtesy by heaven as freely as tis nobly given well rest thee for the bittern's cry sings us the lake's wild lullaby With that he shook the gathered heath, and spread his plaid upon the wreath, and the brave foemen, side by side, lay peaceful down like brothers tried, and slept until the dawning beam purpled the mountain and the stream. End of section 4